and to turn to Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to skip around a little bit in the book of Proverbs. Been doing a word study there uh, on our words and the tone of our words, the attitude of our words, the, the righteousness of our words, and sometimes the unrighteousness of our words. Uh, the title of the series is A Wise Choice of Words. Did you ever think about the difference between uh, teaching your children to talk and teaching them to communicate? Did you ever think about there's a difference between teaching them to talk and teaching them to communicate? Like someone has said, it sounds like a pretty wise person to me, you spend the first couple of years teaching your children to walk and talk and the rest of the life telling them to sit down and shut up. But anyway, uh, that sounds like a pretty wise person to me that came up with that statement. But uh, what, what is the difference between teaching them to talk and teaching them to communicate? Brother Tim. Okay, good. That's very good. Somebody else? Anybody else? Think about that. Uh, yes, Amanda. Okay, it includes teaching. That's very good. Uh, the side of teaching them to listen as well when you communicate. Someone else? Randy? Yeah, you're trying to get across thoughts and ideas. Uh, Talk can just be noise, and sometimes you're just trying to get them to pronounce a word correctly or distinctly, maybe. Uh, But when you're trying to communicate, you're trying to get them to get a message across. Uh, Very often talking maybe one word at a time, the early training of that. As you get further on to that, you want to teach them to communicate, communicate their feelings, uh, communicate their desires. In fact, you want to get them from crying when they want uh, something to drink to communicating that they want something to drink. I know a lot of parents these days have gone to sign language as a transition, not really deep into sign language, uh, but teaching them water and other things like that to be able to teach them, thank you, Uh, So when they're unable to maybe communicate verbally, they're already beginning to communicate through sign. I find that's interesting. And I know of a number of people, even in this church, that have begun doing that with their children. Uh, So, yes, the idea of talking is, is merely getting words across, but communication has the idea of really getting thoughts across. And uh, the idea as well is listening uh, to what they have to say. Look what it says in Proverbs 8 and verse 6. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. So we're going to try to get them to the place where they speak excellent things and where the things that they are speaking are the right kind of things. Then go over to chapter 10 and verse 32 with me, uh, just before our time of prayer. But uh, in chapter 10 and verse number 32, uh, it says here, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. So I want to talk to you tonight uh, about how teaching your children to communicate by biblical principles. Now, that sounds a little deep for them, but I'm not speaking to them. I'm speaking to you. But teaching our children to communicate, and we're trying to use biblical principles to do so. Let's begin with a word of prayer. 
Dear fathers, we now come to you in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, first of all, I think of Jim and Terry, and they have a very important meeting right now going on in their lives, and I just pray you'd help them through that. Give great wisdom, and we're asking you to guide this to a good uh, answer for their family's sake. Uh, Father, thank you for the opportunity to come out here and to sing to you. And uh, I just really enjoyed uh, some of those songs that we sang, really worshipful tonight. And then it came across even more so uh, singing a cappella. And so just thank thank you for uh, thinking of music as an important part of worshiping you. Uh, Father, I thank you for your word. And some of it like this is really practical, really helpful. And of course, we need a lot of help when it comes to speaking. And we want to also convey that message to our children. This is what Solomon and the other writers are doing. So I just pray that you would help us to convey this to our children, uh, to teach our children how to speak excellent things and right things. Uh, help them to know when to speak at the appropriate time, uh, teaching them when they shouldn't speak, uh, uh, teaching them the very good biblical principles on a very practical level, depending on what age they are. And so guide those who are listening. I mean, some for some, the children are out of the house, but times it's grandchildren. Other times, it's uh, maybe a child that they'll be able to influence in a Sunday school classroom. So may we just... Be, Try to practically apply this, even if it doesn't directly impact our lives as we have small, as if we would have small children in our home right now. So guide in our understanding of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> when you think of Solomon writing to his son and listening to some of the words, it, it really throws out kind of a challenge to know how old his son may have been. Uh, some of it he speaks as almost a child small, but in other principles he's talking about things that generally you would only talk to about to someone who's mature. For instance, in chapter 6, he talks about not being surety for a, strain, uh, for a friend, uh, meaning don't go into a, a financial agreement together with a friend, who, with someone who would be a stranger to you. And so I don't think he's giving that to a seven-year-old. <laughs> you know, don't, don't go down to the bank and co-sign for someone. Uh, to a seven-year-old, so it's probably uh, seemingly giving that direction to someone later in life, maybe to his son, Uh, and it could be a wide range of ages for his children as well. At times he mentions other children, not just as if he's speaking only to one son. But then there's other times uh, he talks about laziness, could be speaking to someone older, but definitely has the possibility of speaking to someone younger. We are currently doing two studies in Proverbs that kind of overlap. Number one, on Wednesday nights, we're doing a study on words. Then overall, on Sunday evenings, uh, the emphasis has been in the last months of this year is to emphasize uh, certain chapters of Proverbs. This month, it's chapters 10 through 15, and draw, uh, draw lessons from them. And I'll be actually speaking from Sunday school on three of the lessons that have been really impactful to my life over the last three months, and I want to convey that message to you in Sunday school. But tonight, speaking of words, I want us to look at how important it is, and let's go to chapter 6 for a minute. I want to just kind of still by way of introduction a little bit, uh, look at how important it is to uh, communicate carefully. Uh, look at Proverbs 6, beginning in verse number 12, a naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a froward mouth. Look at verse number 14. 
frowardness than is in his heart. And we've seen this in our study of Proverbs, that there is a strong connection between the mouth and the heart. In fact, in the parallelism of some of the uh, Proverbs, the verses of Proverbs are actually paralleled as the same thing. So he's saying this froward person with his mouth has that frowardness coming out of a froward heart. And he deviseth mischief continually. I mean, he plans it, he structures it. He soweth discord. Again, this is purposeful. Look at verse 16. This might be a familiar verse to you. Uh, This passage has been taught over the years, not necessarily by me, but by many. Six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto the Lord, unto him. A proud look, look at this, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, kind of correlates back to verse 14. Feet that are uh, swift and running to mischief. Verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Those are the two things I'm going to emphasize tonight in teaching our children, this idea of a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. But I want us to understand, again, all these things ultimately come out of the heart. And I think it is really important for us to, first of all, get at least grasp this principle, just this nugget of truth before we go any further. Biblical communication really has to be uh, coming out of biblical love. If you don't love someone, you will tend to lie about them. If you don't love someone, you'll be tempted to gossip about them. And the Bible teaches us that we are to love our neighbor and we are even to love our enemy. So if we have a proper heart of love for one another, this will give us a great uh, foothold in making sure we go in the right direction and making sure our children go in the right direction. So if you try to teach them not to lie and you try to teach them uh, not to gossip, but you never teach them to love, they're going to probably end up lying and gossiping. So you've got to understand, while I'm not teaching about biblical love tonight, we just can't skip over it. If you really love someone, you don't find yourself lying about them and you don't find yourself gossiping about them. Why? Because you love them. So that's one of the principles you've got to get across to your children in teaching them biblical love. But let's not go on any further there for the sake of time. And uh, let's go ahead and turn, turn our Bible to chapter 13. Proverbs, and by the way, if I just say a chapter, we're staying in Proverbs tonight, so it's just understood uh, that I'm in the book of Proverbs. Honesty, my my first point is actually this, honesty needs to be taught. Uh, You you don't have to teach dishonesty, do you? Why, Why is that so natural? Let me ask you, what is one of the reasons children, up to adults, but let's start with children, what are, what is one of the reasons that children lie or are dishonest? Somebody help me. Okay, that's a good one. Fearing punishment. Uh, you're afraid to get, get caught. You're afraid to get in trouble, so you're going to lie. I remember a num- number of years ago, uh, I, I was uh, on staff, uh, summer staff or weekend staff at the Wilds Christian Camp and Conference Center. 
And because of the type of retreat it was, I didn't actually stay in any of the cabins that weekend. And I told him, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stay up in the balcony. I'm going to roll out a a mattress uh, and uh, sleep on the mattress and then roll that up in the morning, put it in the one office we had up there. And I'm just going to sleep on the balcony. So I'm sitting up there on the edge. And uh, if you can believe it or not, I actually have white pants on. They, They were kind of athletic pants. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been wearing white pants, but I'm sitting up on the edge of the balcony with my feet dangling over, and I noticed some young men coming into the auditorium, and I thought, I'm just going to quietly remain up here, and then all of a sudden, I see they're turning all the chairs around in the auditorium, I thought, this will be good. I'll I'll enjoy watching this, and so they're working their way back the auditorium, and all of a sudden, they said, hey, somebody's up there in white pants. Uh, so they, they see my legs dangling over the thing. I said, hey, you having a good time? Oh, we sure are. I said, well, have a good time. Turn them all back around the right way. Uh, you should have heard their excuses for why they were turning all the chairs around. You know, some reason when you get caught, you are prone to uh, be dishonest. What's another reason? I won't expand on everyone like that. Seth. Okay, it's a Sunday school answer. Uh, you're cheating Seth Uh, no we are born with a sin nature and it goes right down to the nature of who we are somebody else what's another reason Ted did they I can't believe you said that (laughs) said they learned it from the parents I can't believe he would say that and that didn't happen in our home but anyway uh, just kidding We'll we'll work on that somebody else back there Ann I think you had your hand up Yeah, yeah, it just makes it a little bit easier. So we come up with a number of reasons. But look what it says here in Proverbs 13 and verse number 5. A righteous man does what? Hateth lying. How many of you hate lying? Raise your hand. How many of you just hate lying? Raise your hand. Okay, it's a large majority of you. Now be careful here. How many of you that hate lying never lie? I don't even want to see if anybody's raising your hand at this point, because I don't want to see lying going on while we're talking here. <laughs> Why is it that? We hate lying. You hate it if you chat your children lying. But you have to admit, there are times in your own life you struggle with the same. As an adult, you're trying to return something uh, at, a, at a store, and uh, you, you fabricate some story, uh, sometimes just to, to make it appease the person behind the counter or whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, some reason at work uh, for some situation in a neighborhood. Uh, sometimes we just ourselves. So we hate lying, and we hate when somebody lies to us, but then at times we find ourselves doing the same. Turn over to chapter 12 with me. I want to pick up a couple verses there. Uh, We already read from chapter 6 about uh, one of the things the Lord hates is a lying tongue. So the the scripture says in Proverbs 12, 19, the lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Now stop and think about this verse. And then think about what you could teach your children from this verse and another here yet. A lying tongue is but for a moment. Verse 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, 
but they that deal truly are his delight. So I would say this, if you have this opportunity in your home, uh, maybe you've caught one of your children lying, or maybe several of your children lying, uh, that you would take that opportunity to uh, uh, confront the children. And I, w- I would encourage the bringing in of Scripture and not just saying, I hate when you lie, but talk about the Lord's attitude toward lying. But what could you teach from Proverbs twelve nineteen or 22, 12, 22, uh, to a child? What, what kind of principle? Now, again, I understand with the age of child is going to be different. But let's just kind of round it off. Let's say they're 10, 12, 14, someone in that neighborhood. What could you teach from them about lying or about telling the truth that might be beneficial right from the Word of God? Yes, Michelle. Hmm. So you can lose trust in something you can communicate to your children uh, that if you are caught lying, then people begin to distrust what you are saying. Good. Amanda. Okay. And then, <laughs> and you're going to teach that from one of these verses. So, so I can see the literalist four-year-old <laughs> um, saying, wow, my tongue's going to fall off if I, I tell a lie here. Uh, so I, I think you would have to caution and maybe add some extra teaching to Amanda's lesson. Hopefully Andy is nearby uh, to, to bring in a, a, uh, a more solidified teaching there. Uh, but I see the point she's getting at. Someone else. Someone else. What can you teach? Anyone else? Yes, Abby. I like that. Speaking of the, there's value in being a truthful person and someone who's trustworthy. Then also adding to that the danger. Uh, So again, a lying tongue is but for a moment. Uh, Very often, and the idea is conveying here, it's going to be found out. Uh, Eventually that lie is going to be found out and they're going to determine that you have not been truthful with them. By the way, I don't think it's the greatest way to say, are you lying to me? I think you need to reword, restructure that because the temptation when asked if you're lying is to lie again. So you, know, you may want to just reword and say, are you being completely honest with me? Again, you're asking basically the same question, but you're wording it in a way that challenges uh, their answer to that. And so uh, again, I think that could be really good. So what should you do when you catch your child lying? What might, I mean, some of our temptation is to start yelling. Some of our temptation uh, is to call them names for that. Brother Ted, what, sh- what should we do in handling it biblically? Okay, good, good. Uh, So giving them an opportunity, maybe correct even what they've stated. Uh, And I think it is good if you know an area of temptation before that your child is lied in, is to maybe, again, 
The Lord uh, does not remember our sins against us anymore. He doesn't hold it against us anymore. But he does remember our sin. And he helps us to make a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. So if you know you have a child that is typically lied in a situation like this, you might not, you shouldn't come out and say, well, you've lied in the past doing this. Now, I know in the past you've struggled with telling the truth when in a situation like this. So I want you to stop and think about this. Our desire is to please the Lord. And it's, it's better to be a trusted person. So, and then present the situation. But I like what Ted is saying there. Somebody else. Uh, Seth. Okay. So again, that's good. They're, they're making you uh, confess, get that right, and uh, make that situation right. Good. That's something we could do as well, working the child through uh, reconciling that situation. Someone else. Just take one or two more, and we need to move forward. Yes, Nashika. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. So, again, the, the kind of the, the warning sign is uh, if you lie and it's found out, it's, it's going to be a more punishable offense than telling the truth. Again, sometimes uh, we don't tell the truth uh, to get out of trouble. But then if that's caught, then... Uh, and then you're in more trouble yet. So good. Let's go on to the second thing, just for the sake of time. Not getting involved in gossip is another thing that I think that ought to be covered. Uh, it warned there, he that soweth discord, and it mentions among the brethren, so even being done wrong among Christians. Turn with me to Proverbs 26. I'm going to read part of another verse. What I did find out, a number of verses actually attached gossip with strife. Meaning that if you're gossiping, you're creating strife. So recognize this when you gossip, and I'm going to take it to our adult level at this time first. When you gossip, you're not actually solving a problem. You're not making it better. You're actually making it worse. So we have to recognize first off, when, when I gossip about someone, I'm actually sowing strife. I'm actually sowing the other word was discord, he that soweth discord among the brethren, and as the idea of not being in disharmony uh, one with another. So with that in mind, let's go into chapter 26. A lot of verses here on words, tongues, lips, so forth. There's a whole section here in a 26th chapter. Let's begin with verse 20. Where no wood is, the fire goeth out. So, where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. By the way, the word talebearer there is one who whispers. Did you ever, were you ever gossiping and you find your tone went quieter? Did you, did you ever? I'm trying to get somebody to nod their head like, yeah, I, I remember doing that. And then I can say, ah, it was you. Uh, no, sometimes, isn't, it, isn't that the natural tendency when you're starting to gossip? You, you get a little quieter. You look to see if anyone's around. Well, the tailbear here is someone who's a whisperer, uh, someone who is a murmurer, someone who is, is a backbiter or a slanderer. They are all definitions and other places translated in the Old Testament 
those ways. So you've got somebody who's a whisperer, somebody who's a murmurer, somebody who's a backbiter, somebody who's a slander. They are a talebearer. So where there's no wood, the fire goes out. Where there's no talebearer, actually the strife goes out. The strife dissipates. Look at verse 22. The words of a talebearer are like what? They're as, they're as wounds. So it's like a fire. It's also like wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Can you think about that when you're talking to a child? Maybe you catch one of your children uh, sharing something about someone else that they shouldn't be. And what you can talk to them about is how this hurts the other person. You can talk about how this sows discord or disharmony. Now this person may not want to talk to that person just because of what you told them about them. So you begin teaching that child the danger. You can also ask them questions. Would you like them, those two to be talking about you? So again, teach them in a practical sense. And we can learn from this as well. And so it goes down into the innermost parts of the belly, according to verse 22. And then jumping to verse 24. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips. Again, tears things apart. So notice the root cause here is hatred. Again, getting back to that. If we have a biblical love for one another, uh, we will not be sowing discord about them. In Proverbs 11, it talks about a talebearer revealeth secrets. Uh, secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth a matter. So just because something was done and it was done wrong doesn't give us the right to share it with someone else. If we know someone has done wrong, it still doesn't give us the right to share that with someone else. Now, I know we often will say, well, I'm just trying to protect them. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. But we have to understand this is something that is very sensitive. We need to be very careful to. Turn one more time, one last time to Proverbs chapter 10. By the way, listen to Proverbs 17 while you're doing that. Uh, he that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Wow, what a statement. He that repeateth separateth. And you're separating people who are close friends. So can you imagine how dangerous gossip can be? It even can give the ability of separating people who have been before close. Uh, look at verses 18 and 19. Uh, he that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander. Wow, here, here are both points that I'm trying to make tonight. There are two verses in Proverbs that actually bring out in the same verse lying and gossiping. So again, here in this verse, verse number 18, it says he, they're trying to hide hatred by doing this. I can't overemphasize it enough. Uh, we have got to understand the biblical principle of love. And for us to help in avoiding these sins, we have to have a greater love for those around us. It goes on to say in verse number 19, In the multitudes of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. So again, let me ask you one final question. Uh, if you were to find your child gossiping, what would be something you might want to walk them through biblically? What would be something you may want to teach them? Could be something I've already mentioned tonight. Could be another verse of Scripture that you think of or another, another biblical principle. 
Well, if you would catch someone in your family gossiping, what do you think would be a good thing to discuss with them? Anyone at all? Tim? Good, good. And I think he brought up a good thing to ask him there. You know, if the other person was present, would you still be sharing this information? I also recognize we are to train children, not just tell them once and expect perfection. Uh, you may find a child repeatedly does this, and it might be a teaching process over time. It might be a different person. It might be a different situation. So in a young child's mind, they don't see it the same. So again, we need to be patient uh, as parents. You need to patiently train or as grandparents. Uh, recognize, uh, you know, depending on the age, they may not view uh, that person the same as this person. They might not view this thing that they were talking about as being anything like that thing. And so you might have to teach them over and over again the same basic principle. Was it Seth or somebody else back here had their hand up? Okay, excellent. Anyone else? Barlett? Mm, good. That's a great question to ask. What What are you wanting? What were you trying to get out of this? What were you looking for? And so, uh, what What was the reason? I, I I wouldn't say why did you say that. You get very they say you get very shallow responses when you ask shallow questions, and why is one of the shallow questions. So what were you looking for? What were you expecting by sharing that information? Uh, what was what benefit would there be to you sharing that with them? Tim? Good, good. And one of the words, I forget which it is in the Greek, it, it basically means to be Satan-like. Uh, and it, I think it's the word for, one of the words for slander. And it has the idea and the definitions to uh, be like Satan. So it really is in line. Uh, also understand and I see parents often try to rationalize with their kids when they're really young. Realize kids aren't good at rationalizing things out. I mean, they really need to be taught things in a basic thing. Uh, sometimes we try to rationalize, you know, they don't eat something. Oh, do you understand the benefits of eating? You know, get over that for a little while. Let them get a little older uh, and uh, uh, 
try to handle a little bit differently. Anyone else? Tony, you had your hand up yet. And that God sees and hears, which is a good point, and get across to them, even if we're not here, and you're all alone with that friend, to be talking about someone else's something God overhears. And uh, good, I'm, th- I'm glad you brought that up. Brother Seth, won't you come? He's going to take our prayer requests for tonight, have us break down into groups. Uh, thank you for give and take a little bit here tonight. We'll probably do the same with a different subject on words next uh, Wednesday night. And again, maybe you want to look up some of the verses on words and see if you gain any good understanding uh, from those verses in Proverbs.